Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Lynn S., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Today is Wednesday, August the 31st, 2022, and we are continuing our study of the big book. In the chapter, There is a Solution, we're on page 25, the first paragraph, There is a Solution. And we'll be reading and commenting on that one paragraph only. Today's readers are The 12 Steps, Kelly I, 12 Traditions, Kathy M, and readers of the text, Christina L and Dara L. The share ID for yesterday, Tuesday, August the 30th, the 7 a.m. meeting, 19343, and the 10 a.m. meeting, one nine three four four. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Kelly I to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, this is Kelly I in Indiana with the 12 steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Number two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Number three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Number four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Number five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Number six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Number seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Number eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Number nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Number 10, Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Number 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And number 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do service this month. And have a wonderful day. I pass. 
Thank you, Kelly I. And Kathy M. will read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. This is Kathy M. recovering in Michigan. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for a group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop compulsive eating. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group never endorse finance or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise less problems of money, property, and prestige divert from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and film. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you all for letting me serve in August, and have a wonderful day. Thank you, Kathy M. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book. We're in the chapter, There is a Solution, page 25, the first paragraph. There is a solution. And Christina L., could you get us started, please? Good morning. This is Christina L., recovered compulsive overeater in Florida, certainly not cured. There is a solution. Almost none of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of shortcomings, which the process requires for its successful consummation. But we saw that it really worked in others, and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we had been living it. When, therefore, we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, 
There was nothing left for us but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. We have found much of heaven, and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence of which we had not even dreamed. Um, so again, this is Christina L. Um, in Florida, and uh, I just feel like <laughs> so honored right now to be able to be even sharing on this paragraph. Um, you know, we've been reading some really dark, dark and heavy um, stuff the last couple of paragraphs leading up to this and it's like you know this now we're finally here at this page of hope and um, I this is probably one of my favorite pages um, this paragraph you know it's telling us obviously that um, there is a solution despite the the last sentence of the previous paragraph that says so many want to stop but cannot um, and I have to ask myself, like, okay, what do I have to do um, if I want this solution? You know, I need to I need to pick up the spiritual toolkit that's been laid at my feet from someone who has already had the problem solved in them. Um, I I can't just be picking and choosing the steps that I want to take, um, the things that I want to do. For many years, I did the OA one two three waltz, um, dieting with group support. And uh, it still left me crazy. Yeah, I had the physical recovery, but then when it came to, um, you know, being able to live sane, peaceful, serene, um, despite everything going on in my life, you know, that's where the real work came in. That's where I had to um, complete the self-searching, you know, in step four, like, what is it that, what are my character defects that are um, keeping me in bondage to myself um, and understanding what they were. I remember my very first four-step inventory, and this was not in the big book, but um, it was the way that I had done it the very first time. And one of the questions was, do you enjoy controlling other people? And I said, no, because I'm not a controlling person. Um, I laugh at that now. Um, and I know that I am a very controlling person. That is like one of my number one character defects. Um, the leveling of my pride, you know, steps five through seven, like having to admit my shortcomings, not just that, but, um, you know, taking a step further, like it says, the confession of our shortcomings. Um, steps eight and nine, going to the people who I've harmed and um, letting them know that I've, um, you know, I'm going to make this right, um, that I did something wrong, whether, you know, as long as it wasn't going to harm them in the process. Um, and, you know, this word consummation, like really caught my attention this morning. Um, I, and I looked it up and consummation means complete and finish, but I also looked up the word consummate um, and it means to complete in every detail, perfect. Um, and so that's what I have to do is I have to follow the steps exactly as they are laid out in this book, the instructions, the musts, the shoulds, the imperatives. Um, and with that, you know, I will have a life beyond my wildest dreams. You know, it's not like that every single day or anything like that um but it is a lot better than the the life that i was living before i came to this program before i picked up the spiritual toolkit that was laid at my feet and um 
and it just keeps getting better. And with that, I will pass. Thanks so much for letting me share this month, and um, I hope I'm looking forward to the shares. Thank you, Christina L. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. So if you shared Monday or Tuesday, please step back and let others have their turn. And please say your name just once as it does help me hear everybody. Who would like to share? Tina S. Rena L. Reva P. Jen A. Okay, let me tell you who I heard. I heard Tina S, Rena L, Suze L, Reva P, and Jen A. Let's start with that lineup. Tina S, it's your turn, followed by Rena L. Good morning, Tina. Thanks so much, Lynn, for your service. Tina S, Recovered Compulsive Eater, Anorexic in Florida. Wow, what a great lead. Ditto, ditto, ditto. When I read the paragraph this morning, I thought the same exact stuff, you know, steps four through nine. What what a, a great solution, you know, and, and I looked up some of the words this morning also, you know, and, and I love that, that it's completion, consummation is completion, you know, and solution is a uh, the correct answer is what I what I what I uh, deem from the different um, definitions that I looked up. You know, the correct answer. There's a correct answer for for my puzzle. It says correct answer to a puzzle. My puzzle was, you know, how do I get out of this you know vicious cycle of compulsively eating and uh, binging and starving, binging and starving, and you know, and I certainly like the rest of us didn't like any of the self searching, the leavening of my pride. You know, confessions of shortcomings. And it says that it requires it. And I looked up required, you know, and it's necessary. You know, it's something that I must do, you know, and and what a gift it has been, you know, because just, you know, I could, could not be free today with all the stuff that has happened in my life over the last 23 years. Um, I, I, I wouldn't want to live, you know, because that's where I was when I first got here, you know, and today, you know, I just, and, and I don't, you know, Friday I had to have a dog, uh, cross Rainbow Bridge, and you know, and she was like my baby, and uh, you know, I know that if I did not have this program, and you people, you know, because I got so many texts and phone calls on Friday from people, that I wouldn't be able to do this deal, that I would not be free today, you know, I'd either be in the food, or not in the food, or, or you know, just wanting to die, and I don't feel that way today, you know, I'm very, very sad, I'm heartbroken, you know, but, you know, I have a you know, I have a responsibility to life today, and you know, and and you know, I might not be on right on the beam, but you know, I'm getting there, and I'm just grateful. And I don't mean to be emotional, but uh, thanks for letting me share, Pass. Thank you, Tina S. Rena L. It's your turn, followed by Suze L. Welcome, Rena. Hi, this is Rena. I'm a recovering compulsive eater and anorexic. Hi, everyone. Um, what do I want to share? Um, with the reading today, uh, when it talks about leveling pride and following the solution, following people who have the solution, um, before I came to vision uh, and actually the, before the past five and a half months, um, I could stop my 18 years in OA, but I couldn't stay stopped for more than a year. 
for a year and a half, or and the months, and it got shorter and shorter the period as the year that the disease has progressed, as the years have gone on. And the whole time, for me, the guiding post was, I don't want to do this. Whatever I didn't want to do, I wasn't supposed to do. I had the idea that if I didn't want it to do it, I shouldn't do it. So I didn't listen to anyone who had anything to say that I didn't want to do. And the spiritual toolkit, the leveling of my pride today, is even talking on this meeting. My sponsor suggested, requires that I talk on this meeting once a week. I'm like, I don't need to talk. I don't need to do that. It's like the spiritual thing for me is letting go of my pride. Doing the fourth step right now, not in the way that I like. And calling people three times a day, not what I like. And the crazy part is each time I do one of these things, I feel so much closer to the universe, to you all, and then I'm really doing it, that I'm really doing this thing. And there's a chance, it sounds like, <laughs> that I'm on my way to the solution and I'm in the solution. So I'm just very grateful to be here and have some willingness to level my pride. And the hearing everyone talk about the real meaning of consummation, you know, like what it means, uh, it just gives me so much hope that I get to be different. So I will keep coming back. Thank you. Thank you, Rena L. Suzelle, it's your turn, followed by Reva P. Please go ahead, Suze. That's Suze S, as in Sam, Suze S from New Jersey. Good morning. Thank you for your service, everyone. Um, I just came back from vacation, and the idea of having a toolkit laid at my feet and humbly following it has been so helpful. Um, I was on a beach. <laughs> This program is a spiritual program, but it does have its perks, its side benefits. I look good in a bathing suit, and I'm 67, so this is this is a good thing. But also, I didn't overeat. I didn't go crazy. Um, there were things that I did and didn't do that maybe I could have done better. But being able to follow this and and not just follow what I want and not say it's my vacation, I don't care. Um, not only didn't I want to go all the way back to the first step because I'm also on my fourth step, but also because I just didn't want to. I had a friend with me. She got sick from eating too much, and I can't tell her what to do. She has to find her higher power, but I did what I needed to do, and it worked. Um, so I didn't use all the tools. I could have. I did not, but I did use my abstinence and um I'm just so grateful for this program. Thank you. Thank you, Suze S. Reva P., it's your turn, followed by Jen A. Please go ahead, Reva. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. You know, I'm uh, in my room here with the sun streaming through, and I'm reading the words, Beyond Human Aid, but for the grace of God. And I'm thinking of those words that Bill used, how dark it is before the dawn. And then here we are on the page of hope where the sun is shining in. And I loved it when I first read it, and I love it every time. There is a solution, no ifs, ands, or buts. Um, and I love the fact that it acknowledges that a lot of times I don't like doing the do things. And I don't have to like it. I don't have to want it. My sponsor once joked with me, you don't have to want to do it. You just have to do it because it talks about the process. Um, and it's a process of action. And in order to have the successful consummation and complete, you know, the steps, I just have to do it. I don't have to want, like, feel like it. Um, 
because when I do it, I get the results. Um, and yeah, seeing that it works in others, hopelessness and futility just vanished. Um, right now I am packing up to go to Montreal. My mother is on her last few days. Um, and I don't want to get emotional either, but, um, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I know that for the grace of God, the grace of God, when I take the actions, whether I like it or not, and I do the step work in its entirety as it's laid out, um, and I have people who, in whom the problem has been solved holding my hand, um, I can somehow be rocketed into this fourth dimension um, in the middle of ickiness, in the middle of sadness. Um, I can be safe and protected. Um, and I don't know how that happens. It's just the grace. It's the grace of God. It totally is. So um, uh, I don't really want to be the grown-up right now, to be honest. And I love that I get to share that and level my pride um, when I do step to 10. Um, and then I go into 11 and then 12 and get out there in the world. You know, the huddle is, is the meeting and the steps. And then like a football game, we don't just huddle. We go out, we play the game. I get to be the daughter that God would have me be the sister that God would have me be. Um, and uh, I'm just so super grateful. I don't know how I would do this. I'd be totally face planting in the food without this program. So thank you so much. And I pass. Thank you, Reva P. Jen May, it's your turn. Good morning, Jen. Hey, Lynn. Good morning to you. Thanks so much for taking the meeting. Great meeting today. Wow, we're on 25. Page 25. This is living. Um, there is a solution that opens up with a promise and then it ends with a promise that I'm going to find much of heaven and I'm going to be rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence, which I had never even dreamed of. I, I never even dreamed that I could put the food down. I never even dreamed that life would take on new meaning. I never even dreamed that I could be of service and self-sacrifice to others and that I would want to live because, you know, like I've heard a couple of people share this morning. I'd want to die if I wasn't here. And that's where I was headed. Um, death, right? That's what it always boils down to. Every single one of those fears. I'm, a fear, fear of, uh, I'm in fear of failing. I'm in fear of dying. And if I die, I am so far away from my creator and the spiritual world of existence. I can't go on. So what does it tell me here in this? It says there's a solution. There's an answer. 25 people, it keeps me alive, right? And it's an act or a process. It's going to bring an end to the state of what? Me. My self-centeredness. Um, you know, self-centeredness, the leveling of my pride, my ego. Today I call it my super ego because it's super duper big. And I can't let go of it. You know, that's what the steps provide for me. The kit of spiritual tools is not the OA um, toolkit. When I found that out, I'm like, oh, it's the 12 steps? Okay. They lead me to what? The solution. And when I confess these things that I've done, like harming of others, right, and um, judging of others, and I confess it to another human being, the exact nature of my wrong, I can let God remove those things. And he solves the problems. He keeps me sane and sober. And it's so awesome, right, the spiritual dimension. So when I work the 12 steps, honestly, openly, willingly, um, you know, it's told me in this book, I'm going to have a spiritual awakening. Crazy. I didn't come here on page 25 for a spiritual awakening. I came here to stay skinny, 
to never be fat again and to never have problems like I did. And I feel pretty great today. I'm not going to lie. My life is definitely um, better than I could have ever imagined. So thank you so much for everybody who um, gives service on this line, shares their experience, strength, and hope. It's good to hear all the voices. And um, I'm just so thankful that God's made miracles from what I thought was a mess. My life isn't a mess and neither am I. I'm a, you know, an imperfect human being and a daughter of the king with the keys to the kingdom. And that's the solution today is that I can actually say that, feel that, and live that out and not be in the food. And with that, I'll pass one. Thank you, Jen A. For those of us who might have come on the line a little bit later this morning, we're continuing our study of the big book. In the chapter, there is a solution. We're on page 25, the first paragraph, there is a solution. And we're reading and sharing on that. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. So if you shared Monday or Tuesday, please step back and let others have their turn. And please say your name just once, as it does help me hear everybody. Who would like to share? Kathy C. This is Larry K. Kathy C. Dara Okay, let me tell you who I heard. I heard Jim S., Kathy C., Larry K., Dara L., and Russ M. Who did I miss, please? Janet B. Rifka R. from Baltimore. Okay, great. We've got a good lineup now. Jim S., Kathy C., Larry K., Dara L., Russ M., Janet B., and Rifka R. Jim S., please go ahead. This is Jim S. in Toledo, Ohio. Glad to be on the line this morning. My higher power is with me. I have been all over the chart, but I'm now assured that he is with me all the time, every day, every moment, every hour and minute. This is what I've been looking for when I realized that I needed to change. He answered my prayer. And with that, I'm eternally grateful. Glad to be overcomer. Thank you. Thank you, Jim S. Kathy C., it's your turn, followed by Larry K. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. Good morning, Lynn. This is Kathy C., a recovered compulsive overeater from Montreal, Canada. Thank you, everyone, for being here this morning and every morning. So um, up until now, you know, this chapter here, there is a solution. Um, It seems up until page 25 and even into more about alcoholism, right, because there's still more we have to know about this. We've come to see what doesn't work, what isn't our solution, right, that we really can't choose to eat, when to eat, how much to eat, right? And our so-called willpower to non-existent 
And we also have that mind that convinces us that this time things are going to be different, that somehow um, I can rely on myself, on my thinking, on my humanness, right? The mind, the body, and my will. So it's really telling us, showing us that maybe it's not. And if that's your experience, right? If you want to stop, right, but cannot, there is a solution, right? So this is the process that I had to look at, at to see, at see, am, am, am I, you know, powerless? Can I control this? This is what this looks like. I ate against my will. Like, who would choose this? I never chose this. I, I, I would beat myself up. I would feel shame and like a fraud. But that's how powerlessness looks like. Wanted to stop, but I couldn't. See, I thought, you know, um, being on a, on a diet or just doing things, trying harder was my solution. Right? Again, that's just me in the center. I became the focus of it all, the focal point, and it's telling me the exact same thing, less of me, less of my thinking. And only then I am open to receive, you know, this, this spiritual, the spirituality, this way of living. Um, and I had to just go through the process. So if I was ready, when I was ready, then I could honestly be open to receive, because if I'm still hanging on to some of my old ideas, still me, maybe just a little bit, Unfortunately, I never got there, right? And talks about that surrender, meaning I'm going to set aside everything I think I know. Why? Because it hasn't worked. That's the truth. And nothing's going to change. I believe that to my inner core. I can't live without a higher power. That's the insanity, me thinking that I can. And I do this every day with other other stuff in my life, right? Because just putting down the food is just the beginning. Because remember, you know, I come here for other, I have other problems, but we'll get there later, I guess. Um, yeah, that's all I have. I pass. Thank you. Hey, Lynn. Good morning. It's Larry Kay, uh, recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. You know, it mentions here, but we saw that it really worked in others. I remember the first convention that I went to in, in the Chicago area, there was a guy and people marveled um, because he had, he was once about 500 plus pounds and, and, and he was in a, in a thin body for many years. And uh, it was such a marvel and that caught everyone's attention. What caught my attention, certainly you see that, right? And that's amazing. But what caught my attention was when he shared a story about his two children and uh, he and his wife, uh, one, when, when he was about 14, they took him to the hospital for a fever, and, um, and, and that child died within about two days, just a fluky viral type of thing. And what was amazing to me was this guy was still on a spiritual pathway that was about five years previous to that time, and I was just moved to tears, and I, I needed to meet this guy. It was just extraordinary. They... He had something that I wanted, and it wasn't the, the the weight loss, although that was terrific. But, you know, we, we, we seek in someone, you know, and I'll give you another quick story. I, there was someone that spoke so eloquently and with such just amazing, and I saw that person at a convention, and um, I met her, and she was terrific. And uh, But then some point during the, the convention, I saw, I was walking back to my room, and I, I saw her just dressing down this person with such bitter vitriol and it, it, that moved me as well. That was not the person that I thought, who, you know, that they were. And uh, that was not what I wanted. I, I didn't see the spiritual stuff. And I know that we're all imperfect. <laughs> okay. I get that. 
but I'm, I'm drawing the contrast between the two. Not perfection, but there's a compassion and a love, and then there's something about people that is just extraordinary. Um, compassion, love, peace, um, how they treat others when no one's looking. You know, and, um, and that's, to me, that's the gift. As I wrap up here, that, that's the gift. It's not just weight loss. It's my problem is, is weight, food, then we're going to find that person that's lost the most weight that looks just fabulous. If my problem is a spiritual malady, I'm going to seek that compassionate person that can live through tragedy and come out on the other end and be of service. So uh, it's quite amazing what, this, what these steps can do in changing and transforming someone. With that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry Kay. Dara L., it's your turn, followed by Russ M. Good morning, Dara. Oh, great. Thank you so much for your service. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive eater. I live in Philadelphia. And, um, you know, today I'm just focusing on this idea of being rocketed into the fourth dimension of existence. And I think about what it, what it's like to kind of rise above the material concerns of everyday life um, and what a beautiful experience that is. Like, and what a beautiful experience it is to have spiritual principles that do not change based on my inner condition or based on my external circumstances. And for someone like me, that's impossible to do without God. And I think, you know, our simple kit of spiritual tools that gets laid at our feet, I, what I'm, what I think about is how deep down in every person is the fundamental idea of God and like how the spiritual tools are so dynamic and flexible. And and for me, I think sometimes it can, it can be tempting to get super like rigid and super prescriptive and super methodical. But um, I'm learning that this is a program about developing, um, developing a deep relationship with God, a deep and individual relationship with God and then a deep knowing of ourselves. And, um, you know, and I can only do that through the searching of, of my past and the leveling of my pride and all the things in this program that I don't really want to do. And yet each and every one of us is like so, so different and so beautiful um, that the spiritual principles don't change. And I was thinking yesterday about how, you know, in my life today, I have an unconditional commitment to honesty, the same way that I have an unconditional commitment to abstinence. And, you know, with spiritual principles, I get them wrong all the time. But like, my honesty is not dependent today on um, what I'm getting, right? Or like on any given situation, just as my abstinence isn't dependent on the results of weight loss or like what my body looks like. And this way of living is so different for someone like me who is always so focused on outcomes. Like I'll do this because I'll get that. And, um, and that's for me a painful way to live. And I think the fourth dimension of existence as has been shared so beautifully and eloquently on this meeting is about like, how can I live my life in a way that is in keeping with my ideals and in keeping with who God wants me to be, regardless of external circumstances. And sometimes in my life, things feel so amazing and I'm like so lit up by this program and by life. And sometimes things are hard and I'm, you know, calling and doing a bazillion 10 steps and, you know, and, and, and feel like things are unfair, but like feeling 
the presence and the power of God in my life from the inside radiating outward is an amazing experience. And I want that for people. And I think one of the gifts of sponsorship is that I get to watch people come alive from the inside and each person's path is so different, but the spiritual principles um, remain unchanged. And and so it helps me to be like, hopefully a little more dynamic as a thinker um, to realize that like, this is the same for everyone. And it's also different for everyone. Um, And with that, I'll pass. Thanks so much. Thank you, Dara L. Russ M., it's your turn, followed by Janet B. Please go ahead, Russ. Yo, then. Good morning. Hope you're doing well. Good morning, family. So uh, how it works, piqued my interest, gave me hope, brought me in the program. That was the first reading I ever heard at a meeting. And there was a solution that kept me here. You know, who the heck wants to look at themselves and who wants to see all the garbage that you did and, you know, to get to shake free of the obsession and have a good life and it's hard work and it's a pain in the rear. Yet, you know, I was losing everything. I lost, I basically lost everything with the exception of my family and they were about halfway out the door anyway. And uh, it, it, the the what am I getting at? Uh, I'm about to get broken up. You know, over the weekend, my family threw me a party. I'm going to be 50 on Friday. They snuck me. These people want to have nothing to do with me. They want to have nothing to do with me. Five years ago. My wife said, you're my favorite person. That's only because there is a solution and that there is a program that I can be free of this garbage, free of this life, this rotten life that just took took me over for my whole life, you know? Freaking big book changed my life and this, you know, these these meetings and sway of life changed my life because it brought me closer to God. It makes me want to be a great man. Not, not, not financially and not with power and all that. But being able to get done what I said I need to get done for my family and my friends and being a man of integrity, being great, you know? And, uh, yeah, I don't want to look at myself. I don't want to do the work. But I want to have this what I have now today. And uh, it could be gone in about 12 seconds, too, if I try to get cute. And, and I'm glad life is hard. I'm glad all this stuff makes me crazy because it drives me back deeper into this program and deeper and closer to God to shoot to be good, man, to be able to be regular under hard circumstances. I know this is about addiction, but it's about life, too. We're wired a certain way, but we don't know how to react to life. But this program and this way of life gives me freedom that I could be a normal, well, we could debate the normal, that we could be regular under some rough circumstance that, you know, serenity in front of climate, whatever the big cliche is. There, there's a solution, man. It saved my life. It saved me. It saved me. And, uh, man, today's, I guess, emotion day, but I can't help it. I can't help it. I can't, pour. man, I just want to live this way. Anyway, I can help somebody, let me know. Let me know. I, I just... 
All right. Love you. I'm getting goofy. You have a good day. Love you. Thank you, Russ M. Janet B., it's your turn, followed by Rifka R. Good morning, Janet. Hi, good morning. It's Janet B., Recovered Compulsive Eater in New Jersey. Um, What a great promise. There is a solution. But right before that, they tell us what isn't the solution, right? They say so many want to stop but can't. So wanting to stop isn't the solution. Um, For my first six and a half years in OA, I wanted to stop desperately. I did everything I was told, but my desire meant nothing. Well, of course it meant nothing, right? If someone has cancer and the doctor says you have terminal cancer and they admit it, they take a first step on it. Then if the doctor said, great, now that you know it, make your cancer cells stop multiplying. And if you can't, you must not want it badly enough. Well, that would be insane. Um, But unfortunately, that's what I was told for my first six and a half years. You just don't want it badly enough. But at the top of page 25, it tells me what my real solution is, the grace of God. And what does that mean? The grace of God, unmerited favor, right? So it's like God just giving me a gift. And then I think, okay, well, for six and a half years, God didn't give it to me. What does he just roll the dice? And if you know, snake eyes come up, the person gets the gift. And then how do you reconcile that with all the stuff that we have to do, the self-searching, leveling of our pride, confessing shortcomings? That sounds like me doing the work. But just before that, it says it's the grace of God. Like, how does that even work together? And this is the way that I understand this, and I I hope it's helpful. Um, If I'm, I grew up in Florida where there are tons of hurricanes. And if there's a hurricane, let's say, and it was flooding, and the sheriff is riding around on a boat saying, the helicopters are coming to rescue you, climb to the roof. Um, Yes, it's my job to do the work to climb to the roof so that I can be rescued by the helicopter. But never let me be so arrogant as to say, I rescued myself. I just climbed up the steps to my roof and then I was rescued. And I think that's what it is with this program. God isn't a genie and God isn't Santa Claus where we just say, God, remove my food obsession while I go about cheating on my taxes or being a nasty person. Um, I need to kind of climb the steps to show God that I really want him. And then I get rescued. And then at the very end, we've been rocketed into a fourth dimension. Love the passive there. We're rocketed. I didn't rocket myself. And what is that fourth dimension? Well, Bill Wilson talks about it on page eight. He talks about the fourth dimension of existence where he said, I was to know happiness, peace, and usefulness in a way of life that is incredibly more wonderful as time passes. Just like this illness was progressive, recovery is progressive. And we can all have more happiness, peace, and usefulness by surrendering to God's amazing will for us and doing these amazing steps. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janet B. And Rifka R., it's your turn. Please go ahead. Hi. Um, I'm Rifka R., I'm a gratefully recovered compulsive overeater in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, we had come to believe in the hopelessness of life as we had been living it. Futility. Futility means pointless. And my life of, of binging and overeating is, is pointless. 
because I'm serving food. I'm not living in reality. I'm not serving God, which is why I was created. I mean, I can do some good things, you know, because mostly because I'm concerned about what others think of me, um, which is all self-serving. But um, I don't. My my life in itself didn't have value. And today, um, my life has value. I can because God gives me life value, not food. When I pick up the the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at my feet, I'm free, free to connect, free to value myself and God and others. And food helps me be here in this world. I mean, I need food to keep my soul and my body, but it doesn't give me a life worth living. I I used to think that it gave me a life worth living. You know, it gave me excitement, it gave me comfort, and um, but doesn't give me a life of value. Only connection with God gives me a life of value. And that for me is is being rocketed into the fourth dimension of existence, of which I had never dreamed. Because I was stuck in the bedevilments, and that was not a life. I was prey to misery and depression, full of fear, unhappy, um, feeling a victim, even though I I didn't see it. I just thought, you know, other people were the problems, and and now being able to to live a life where food is in its place, it keeps my food in my body, and yes, I enjoy my meals, but it doesn't it's not where I get my value from today, and that's having a life today, and I'm so grateful that I can have a life of value today because I'm here, and thank you, everyone, for being here, and with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Rifka R. We have time for two or three more shares. Who would like that time, please? Heather E.H. Heather, what page, please? Jillian P. Okay, great. We've got our lineup, and we're on page 25. The paragraph, there is a solution. So we've got Heather E.H., Carmela G. and Joanne. Please go ahead, Heather. Hi, this is Heather E.H. from Texas, gratefully recovered, and thank thank everyone who shared. I'm sure I have very little to um, add to what everyone shared because it's been so um, fulfilling and listening to everyone's uh, comments, and thank you for your service, Lynn. Um, But I'll just add one thing. Um, being rocketed into the fourth dimension, I, I've read this many a time, but I never thought of how I think of it now. I thought it was something just like a, um, a burning bush uh, type experience, and I thought I could never reach that. And um, what I've found now after being in vision for a while Um, is that in my life, rocketed into the fourth dimension just means that I have become wanting to serve others instead of the way I used to be, which was totally selfish. I didn't want to help anybody and um, totally useless. 
And um, I would work at jobs, but it was only to make a paycheck. And um, anyway, rocketed into the fourth dimension means for me today. Um, what was I going to say? Forgot my train of thought. Oh, it means being free of the bedevilments. And I find more and more in my life, I'm free of the things that drive me over the edge. And it's probably by doing a lot of 10th and 11th steps. But being in this program has truly helped. All of you people have truly helped me. And um, I guess that that's all I wanted to say. There was something else, but I forgot. And so I'll just go ahead and pass. And uh, thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Heather E.H. Carmela G., it's your turn, followed by Joanne. Good morning, Carmela. Good morning, Lynn. Thank you so much for being there and serving, and for everyone who's been on the line, listening as well as sharing. My name is Carmela G., and I am a very grateful, compulsive overeater experiencing recovery for this day. Um, I wasn't going to share until I heard many of the shares that reminded me of my early journey and witnessing what, how I wanted to be and how I did not want to be, what I witnessed as pure love and kindness. And um, that's how I wanted to be, but I was so judgmental. I was so righteous, but it was only... And the paragraph before it says, but for the grace of God that I'm able to today because the inventory allowed me to give up the futility, the hopelessness. I dug in and I dug deep and allowed me not just happiness, Happy is one thing, but joy, and the joy is the way I describe being rocketed because it bubbles up and it comes from deep, deep in my heart and out and allows me to get out of myself and look to others and want them to experience this joy. So therefore, my behavior with them is not judgmental anymore, but kind and loving and lots of times just keeping my mouth and enjoying the joy and the after effect of the kindness and love that I've received from others and that God allows me to experience on a daily basis, even on a rough day. So with that, I want to pass, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Carmela G. And Joanne, it's your turn, and can we have the initial of your last name, please? Good morning, everyone. This is Joanne P. from Pennsylvania. I gratefully recovered compulsive overeater 
by the grace of God. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for your service and for all your beautiful shares this morning. I um, just wanted to say when I read this, yeah, there is a solution by the grace of God. And I feel like it was the grace of God that um, I was approached by someone um, who the problem had been solved for and told me about OA two years ago, actually, um, just about two years ago right now, this week in August, I think. And yeah, she, she told me about OA and there it was, the simple um, kit of the spiritual tools was laid at my feet. And so um, in um, working with the sponsor and and working the steps, I um, I feel like I have just I don't know found much of heaven. Um, not right away, and not easily, and and not every day. Every day is a new day, and by the grace of God, I I am experiencing um, the awareness of His presence in my life, and and the joy. Um, yeah, of trying to level my pride and, um, yeah, and be a compassionate, loving person who lives with um, forgiveness and, yeah, and just being for others um, what what um, I have had others be for me. So I'm just so thankful to all of you and to God for for being here and for this program. Thank you. With that, I pass. Thank you, Joanne P. Thank you to everyone who shared, and thank you to our wonderful team Wednesday for their service in August. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, Wednesday, August the 31st, the 7 a.m. meeting, is one nine three five two. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page one hundred sixty four, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Dara L please read a vision for you? Yes. Our book is Great. meant to be suggestive only. Sure. Thanks so much for your service. This is Dara L from Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. That is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.